Welcome listeners, I'm Jasmine Zuniga and you are about to listen to Undivided Mind, a podcast designed to feed your mind. Today I want to welcome you to listen to some experiences from some powerful voices. Hi, I am here with Ryan. Ryan, can you tell us your name, age, and your grade? My name is Ryan and I'm nine and I'm in third grade. Okay, so my first question for you is, what is your favorite thing about yourself? That I'm unique in, like, my own way. What do you do really well? I can kind of speak Spanish a little well. So what do you want to be when you grow up, and why? I definitely want to do pottery because it's, like, like, it seems calming and, like, People can actually get a lot of money from it. Okay. So if you could meet anyone in the world, who would it be? Probably a YouTuber, YouTuber named Lankybox, because I really look up to them and their videos are really funny. Okay. Who is someone you look up to? My mom. Why? Because she's like... It's like, I really want to do, like, things that she does, like, art and singing and, like, starting an HBCU or, like, running a program because she, like, really works hard for it and it really pays off in the end. What makes you happy? Like, learning new things and sleeping and eating. I like sleeping, too. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Since we said that this podcast is all about being a woman and women empowerment, you know, girl power, can girls, do you think girls can be president or be a scientist? Yes. Mm -hmm. So what does it mean to be a girl? Kind of like the opposite of boys, but in a different way. So like, for example, like periods, (laughs) Um, boys just like, Basically, the whole thing about boys, when they get their periods, their voice gets deeper and stuff. And then for girls, it's, like, way different. Mm-hmm. So do you think girls should be treated differently than boys? No. Have you ever been told you can't do something because you are a girl? And how does that make you feel? No, I have never been told that. Okay. Well, good for you. Do you think you can do anything a boy can do? Yes. Okay, those were all my questions. You did really good. Thank you. You're welcome. Hello and welcome to our podcast. Thank you for listening. Today I will be interviewing Regina Hendricks. So can you tell us a little about yourself? Yes. So I was born and raised here in Beloit. Um, I graduated from Beloit Memorial and then came back. And so now I am the director of the Beloit College Help Yourself Programs. A program that helps low-income, first-generation, underrepresented minority students, all or some of those little pieces, um, if they fit into any of those categories, um, go on to higher education. So um, I love what I do. I love my students, and you're one of them. And we love you too. (laughs) Okay, so I want to start off with how has been being a woman of color affected your work? Like, have you ever been discriminated against? So I was thinking about this question. I fortunately have not been personally targeted 
what I have felt are the microaggressions and some of the doubts that people put on women that can be put on women of color. So I haven't, and this is just in my career, um, but fingers crossed, knock on wood, I have not personally felt that. What I have felt is the need or um, almost pressure to go above and beyond always so that I'm constantly proving myself so that there can't be any doubt. So maybe that's what it is because <laughs> I grew up, you know, with this mindset like you have to be three times, you know, you have to do three times as much work because you are a woman and you are a woman of color. Um, mm -hmm. So in order to get on that same playing field, you have to do, you know, three times as, as much work or work harder than um, those who have the privilege of just, I don't know, say skate, but, you know, <laughs> um, and also people will try to stop or halt the things that I do. I work very closely with my sister, Michelle Hendricks-Nora, and we co-founded the Rising Nights HBCU College Tour, and there were, there are people still who try to halt some of what we do when, when sometimes when people see what you're doing for students of color, they almost get offended, <laughs> I guess. Uh, I'm not sure what that is, but they'll try to halt some of what you do. So that, that frustrates. So like I said, it hasn't been like a personal Regina, you are black and you blah, blah, blah. But some of the work that I do has been effective for sure. So these next two questions, we are going to ask little girls. So we asked, have you ever been told you can't do something because you are a girl when you were younger or now? And how does that make you feel? I think people know me by now. <laughs> they know better <laughs> to tell Regina Hendricks that she can't do something because I will like knock over anything that I have to do to prove them wrong. And again, fortunately, you know, I grew up I went to, to Burge Elementary School. It's closed now, but we had so many opportunities and just such an open environment and accepting. And, um, you know, we were some of the, the younger students who were traveling third grade. I was going to Washington, D.C. with my classmates for a week without my parents. You know, just like we were offered so many opportunities that I never felt like I couldn't do something. You know, they poured into us and I never felt less than growing up. My parents were very supportive. My dad has two girls and he just, well, he's got grand grandsons now. So he's got, <laughs> now that happened. But growing up, it was just the two of us. We always felt like we were capable of doing anything we put our minds to. Our community backed us, our church family. So fortunately not, and that's how I'm trying to raise my daughter as well. Like for instance, I was the first African-American female to be elected to Beloit City Council. Like, and so there are people that are like, oh, how, you know, how did she, she, how did she, how did she, you know, like, I'm me, you know, like, I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. Like, I've just been doing this. For so long. I love that under um, my term, we were able to hire a female city manager. Um, I just, I love to see women in power and in positions of making decisions. Um, so I just, I'm proud to be a part of all of it. I think people know at this point, if you tell Regina Hendricks no, then I'm going to just shoot you all the way down. 
So this was a little harder of a question. So I want to know, what does it mean to be a girl? For me, being a girl means making my own choices and not being forced into what society believes that it should be. So I am one that doesn't wear a ton of makeup. I might have on leggings and jeans <laughs> and tennis shoes and running around. Um, but I do know some people who fall, I don't want to say victim, but to the pressures of society and the media and things like that to look a certain way, mm -hmm. to act a certain way. And I do believe they're truly happy in that. Okay, fine. If you want to make your face up, you know, spend an hour every morning getting your beat face, then go ahead. But I do believe that that should be your choice. Yes. So for me, I think being a girl should mean having the power to decide how you're going to present yourself and how your life should be because we have the power. There would be no males without females. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> just remembering that we do have so much more power than they say that we do. So I just, I believe in choice yes. just as a girl. Like it should be choice. We're not weaker. We're not... Um, so, you know, more docile. I just, ugh, I hate those <laughs> stereotypes mm -hmm. that are automatically assumed, but yeah. Yeah, talking about those stereotypes, mm -hmm. what do you say when, what, or like, what do you think when people say that you throw like a girl? I say thank you, because that means that I'm doing it wonderfully. <laughs> I didn't always think that way, though. You know, I've grown into this person, you know, that I am where I'm strong and headstrong and confident and things like that. Mm -hmm. But yes, there's always been, you know, the like a girl, which means in their minds that it's somehow weaker. But I know some girls who can outrun and outthrow and outlift some males <laughs> in a way that, you know, we have to go twice as hard to be twice as strong. But it's the beauty in it is that we can, mm -hmm. you know, we have that ability to push ourselves so that throwing like a girl could mean that you're right on target. Mm -hmm. You know, it's trying to change the narrative around all of those things. It's well over time, you know, to change that. Mm -hmm. I get offended <laughs> when I hear that to answer your question, any of those. Areas. Oh, yeah, me too. For sure. I feel like, well, I am throwing like a girl because I am a girl. But what is one thing you wish you could change in the women's rights or in general? So we talked a little bit about um, society, you know, automatically assuming that a man can do something better. You know, I just wish that would go away. We're not, we're oftentimes put into a box, you know, where you're a woman, so you do this. You're a woman, so you're supposed to do the cooking. You're a woman, so you're supposed to do the cleaning. You're a woman, so you stay home and I'll, or I can go to work and you can raise the kids, not raise them, but you know, but you know, like it's time to, to change some of that. And I do believe um, that you have to have this, this type of collaboration also in relationships and in society where, yes, we do need one another. I do believe that, but the age old stereotypes and and all of the things that women should be doing are so archaic. You know, we just need to throw them out. That's just what I would change. I would change the fact that there are so many people without a uterus making decisions about ours. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, there are 
so many just oh it drives me crazy the the opinions and um the suggestions when you have no clue what it is that we go through oh it boils my my blood you know mm-hmm. just um would love to see more women in those positions to make some decisions that affect women and those who identify as women. So I just those those are some of the things. Mm-hmm. The right to make decisions for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about dress code. So do you think that the dress code is fair? Why or why not? I do not. Um, And you've heard me talk about this just in Help Yourself where, you know, there's the district dress code and then I make a decision based on, you know, my beliefs when we're in programming. But um, (laughs) some of it I think is, is purely ridiculous and sexist. Um, and I will add that some of it, um, is almost racially charged because I've seen, um, certain females even, so, you know, the short link, okay? I've seen some students with itty bitty shorts on and they might be tiny. They might have small thighs or, you know, not, you know, a voluptuous figure, And, you know, they can just walk right down the hallway. Nobody says anything to them. But there are some of us with some thickness. Mm -hmm. And and, um, then it's like, oh, you, come here. You've got to change. You've got to put on some pants. you got to. So, but the shorts might be longer. You just look better. Or, (laughs) you know, look more. You know what it is. And I'm just going to say it. It's, It's people sexualizing students is what it is. If the, you know, a student is voluptuous or something like that, then it brings attention to the administrators or other students or whatever else, um, even if the length is a certain amount. But, you know, those with smaller figures might, you know, get ignored or not be dress coded. You know, shorts shouldn't be mm-hmm. that short, you know, in school. I mean, that's just for home or whatever else. I get that. I get cleavage. Okay, not too much cleavage. You want to show too much, just the, as a respect thing. But the idea that you you are uh, what did I heard one time that males were distracted from seeing too much skin. I mean, how is my shoulder distracting you from Y equals MX plus B? You need to focus. Yeah, I have never understood the shoulder and the the tank tops, and all of that, like, it's hot, you all don't have air in there, oh, it just drives me crazy, yeah, (laughs) I I don't agree all the way with it, I I do agree to some extent, like, and I think more so you should not be able to wear pajamas and all of that (laughs) to school, more so than the, the tank top, um, but like I said, something that's overtly you know, inappropriate, I get it. But some of the um, the restrictions that they have, I think, are a little yeah. open. Mm-hmm. So lastly, this is our last question. So is there okay. any advice you would want to tell the future generation of leaders? Oh, please do what it is that you want to do. Stop allowing other people to get into your head, side for you. 
So parents, first of all, back your students. <laughs> Don't force them to do something that you wish you had done or that you think would be just allowing them to make decisions for themselves. That's the only way. Just don't give up on that. Like you will find what it is that you're meant to do as long as you're following your calling in your sphere. That would be my biggest advice is to not let anyone try to live your life for you. Um, you're the only one that has to live it. <laughs> so you're either going to be happy or not. You know, at some point you got to make the tough decision. Do I want to make um, my family happy or do I want to be happy? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my biggest. Yeah, that's some great advice there. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on this podcast. I appreciate it a lot. No problem. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, I'm Maritza Santiago and I'm here with McKenna. How old are you and what grade are you in? I'm 11 and I am in sixth grade. Okay, so we're going to start right off. The first question is, what is your favorite thing about yourself? Okay, my favorite thing about myself is probably my personality. Because one time in school, I think it was Valentine's Day or something, and my friend gave me a little stuffed animal that said, here's um, a stuffed animal for being the best person in the grade, and it made me feel really nice. And I looked back to all the kids in my grade, and to them, I do seem pretty nice compared to them. You do seem like a very nice person. The next question is, what do you really do well? That would be swimming. I used to compete. Well, kind of. I was going to go into a competition, but then we left. Well, I left the same team, so. Yeah, I see. The next question is, what do you want to be when you grow up and why? Well, I want to be a vet when I grow up because ever since I was little, I've always hated seeing animals sick and hurt, and I've always wanted to help them. I feel the same way. I think we share that passion. Next question. If you could meet anyone in the world, who would it be? It would be Dove Cameron. <laughs> because she was in my favorite movie, Descendants. Now, who is someone you look up to? Dove Cameron. Because I've seen her in like videos and stuff, and she seems like such a nice person. And like she just seems like a really, really nice person. Okay, so next. What makes you happy? My cat. Yeah, it's the time we spent together. She bites me a lot. <laughs> okay, so these are different type of questions. Can girls be the president or scientist? Yes, I do think that they could be the president or a scientist. Glad you think that way. So what does it mean to be a girl to you? Well, I guess in my school, boys and stuff have always made fun of us. Like, thinking that girls and stuff are, like, not as important as boys. So... For me, it's kind of proving to the boys that, like, girls can be independent and that stuff. Mm-hmm. So you would say that that's how you view it? Or are you kind of saying that that's what they think, so you're doing this? I mean, I think that's how I view it. Okay, so next. Do you think girls should be treated differently than boys? No, be- because, like, well, I don't think girls should be treated any differently than boys and just because like in like the movies and stuff they've been known for always being in the kitchen and like just like basically just like being like almost like the babysitters for the boys and that's not true like at all yeah i totally agree like stereotypes and stuff like that yeah have you ever been told that you can't do something because you're a girl and if you have how did that make you feel yeah, I told my one old friend that I played soccer when I was younger, and he said, no, you can't do that because you're a girl. And it made me feel really mad. 
and I don't, I don't think I'm friends with him anymore. <laughs> was this when you were younger? Yeah, it was like a couple years ago. Did you pay attention to what he said, or did you continue to do it? I continued to do it. <laughs> okay, so last question. Do you think you can do anything a boy can do? Yes, and like the boys at my school did wrestling and stuff, and then some of my friends that are girls, they also did wrestling. I, I've never been interested in wrestling, but like, I know I can do it. Yeah, like you know there's no boundaries. Well, thank you for doing this. Thank you for tuning in to Undivided Minds. Make sure to share us with an aunt, brother, or even a friend. You can find more information on our website at y2y4c.com. That's y2y4c.com. Hope to see you here next time. This podcast is brought to you by Youth to Youth for Change, a program of family services, and the Women's Fund of the Stateline Community Foundation.